0: How has COVID-19 changed your day-to-day life and the life of your children who may or may not attend school? Schools have made choices due to the coronavirus based on a spectrum from fully virtual to fully in-person. Many schools have decided to do a hybrid schedule in order to to provide in-person instruction while limiting the number of people inside schools at a time. According to Boston.com, As of August, in the fall, 70% of Massachusetts public schools plan to go back at least part-time, based on 370 schools having reported their plans to the Massachusetts Department of Elementary and Secondary Education. Nothing is more important to parents than the safety of their children. So it was essential that all people have good data to base decisions about reopening. Because of this, the media has played a crucial role in getting out important facts to people throughout the pandemic. It is the media's responsibility to present unbiased information and data for decision makers, including students, parents, teachers, and administrators to use related to schools. The Center for Disease Control, also referred to as the CDC, has come out with a long list of requirements and suggestions that schools need to take into consideration when making plans to reopen. These guidelines are based on wearing masks, cleaning materials and hands, and maintaining distance. The CDC has widely reported that the coronavirus is spread by droplets created when talking, singing, coughing, or sneezing. Because of this, it can be highly contagious without the appropriate cautions. This is why safety should be the school's number one priority by collaborating with state and local health offices. Schools also need to have a plan to close when necessary and return to fully remote learning, because the data in communities can change daily. According to the CDC, there are many more benefits to having in-person school, like access to free or reduced lunch, social interaction, and teacher support. However, it is essential that schools open safely. Ms. Sampson, the head of school at Beaver Country Day School, started her first year having to decide whether or not the school should reopen, and if it did, what that would look like.
1: This summer, I don't know were reading the newspapers but um, when I came in June my first day was June 29th and if you had asked me on June 29th will we be back on campus all in person I would have absolutely said yes because it just seemed like that's the direction everything was heading it felt like the virus was lower in numbers and everybody was excited about coming back to school and everything
0: Things that administrators like Ms. Sampson have to consider in her reopening plans are mask mandates, regular cleaning in between classes, no shared objects, and spreading desks apart. They also had to figure out policies for what happens when or if a student or faculty member got sick. The American Academy of Pediatrics has discussed the benefits and downsides of returning to school from a medical perspective. Schools have different support systems to help children when learning so social and emotional skills which are very challenging to teach remotely when students are isolated kids also have access to healthy meals internet technology and childcare, so that parents can work lower income families do not necessarily have these basic needs at home some downsides reported were that schools is going to look a lot different and be challenging for some younger children to understand Examples of changes would be wearing a mask all day, outdoor classes in cold or rainy weather, frequent hand washing and one-way hallways. These new procedures could be upsetting to some children, especially those with special needs or health conditions. Ms. Sampson stated that the media played an important role in her decision-making about how to return to school.
1: Genuine fear about returning to school and having the, the disease spread um, unintentionally by kids, like you know, nobody blames kids for mm-hmm. the fact that they can be asymptomatic carriers, but it, it's a factor. And so that I think what happened was that that the media really um, talked a lot about that, and I think picked up that news feed, and it absolutely played into my decisions about coming back hybrid in a much more conservative way because. Our faculty, like any teachers across the nation, were just feeling very much like, what is the school doing to keep me safe? So it became much more of a conversation around all the different things that we put in place. And
0: The CDC published information supporting the return to school for students because of the benefits and based on what they know. COVID seems to not affect healthy young children as much as adults because their immune systems are stronger. However, they can still be carriers of the disease, putting parents, faculty, and staff at risk for infection. The consistent message the CDC has sent is that if a child or teacher is immunocompromised in some way, they should not return to in-person school. It is also essential that if anyone at school is not feeling well or has a fever, that they refrain from coming to school. Media strongly influences parents' and educators' decisions about attending in-person school. The Educators Writers Association reported that it is important for the education media to report accurately about returning to school. They criticized an article written in the New Yorker magazine that talks about a young boy who lived in an abusive household, and this made it difficult for him to participate in online school last spring. If schools did not open up, kids like him would not get an education. In addition, the New Yorker also stated that schools were closing for political reasons rather than for the safety of their communities. The New Yorker article paints a pretty negative picture of remote school for some people. Many kids did not show up to online school, did not do the work, and did not receive any consequences. The impact of this is that parents become angry that the safety of their children is not the priority, so they may not trust that schools can take care of children. This article also sent the message that remote options were not good for students either. As a parent, at the end of this article, I would have been very confused on whether or not to send my child back to school. In some cases, schools had no choice but to go virtual because they did not have the correct ventilation or space to keep everyone distanced. In these cases, the article was not helpful because it gave so many mixed opinions. Recently, now that schools have been progressing, There have been many articles reporting on high school and college parties, which have caused whole public schools to close, as well as colleges. After two weeks of hybrid school, Natick High School, Massachusetts was forced to close for two weeks due to a large party where contract tracing could not be done because the students were not truthful. In addition, Lincoln-Sudbury Regional High School was not able to open until the end of September due to another large party. After reading this article, parents are not necessarily going to have faith that they can send their children back to school and that other kids will be respectful of the rules. The article portrays the teenagers as not caring about their safety and health of themselves and their classmates. However, there are teenagers and it is challenging to prevent partying. This is also true on college campuses. Kirk Carapesa, who works for WGBH radio station in Boston, is an education reporter, says...
1: You know, colleges or, um, you know, hotbeds, or some people describe them as like petri dishes for, you know, spreading mm-hmm. diseases. So, yeah, reporting that out, uh, it probably makes some people think twice about whether they want to go back to school and take classes in person and live in a dorm. Harvard, you know, they have, I think, you know, just a small percentage of students living on campus. All their courses are online. Mm-hmm. It looks like they've been able to keep the positivity rate extremely low. Most colleges have um, we've seen some you know uh, instances like Boston College or Providence College where there were flare-ups or outbreaks. Um, Providence College, I think did what Notre Dame did where they switched quickly to online learning um, to kind of stem stem the problem.
0: Mr. Carapaza explains that COVID has made everything more difficult, including his job of reporting, as he can't go interview people in person, particularly on college campuses as they are closed to outsiders. Media always has had a big responsibility when it comes to reporting regularly, but particularly during COVID, they need to make sure that true unbiased information is reported. People are not trusting the information that is coming out of the government right now, so it is much more important for the media to get the information about the coronavirus correct, especially when it comes to children in school. Parents, teachers, and administrators use the media to make informed choices about returning to school safely.